Thank you, Brother Vijay, for leading so well the service so far. And thank you, Angel, for reading God's word to us as we reflect on his word. Uh, let's look to God in prayer, shall we bow down. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this awesomeness of your word. And Lord, we come before your presence, we humble ourselves. O oh Lord, we come with expectant hearts. We pray that you will minister to us, teach us, O oh Lord, and bless us from your word. Father, we commit ourselves once again as we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We thought we started the year just yesterday. And you know what? This is the last Sunday of the second month. Can you imagine how time is passing? I hate to do this, but can I ask you how many of you were there on the first Sunday of this year in this church? Thank you. Thank you. The next question which I will not ask is what did we study? Because I was preaching on that day. And uh, I'll tell you what we studied. We were looking at the commissioning of Moses from Exodus chapter 3. And one of the things that we saw was that Moses said to God in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11, he said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And you know what God said? God said, I will be with you. I will be with you. And that's the promise that we took on the first Sunday of this year. God said, I will be with you. I will go with you. Thirty chapters have passed by. Lots of things have happened in the life of Moses. He went and he delivered the people and people of Israel and brought them out. And then <clears throat> when we reach chapter 18, God calls Moses and gives him the law and what he should be doing, what the people of God should be doing, what they should not be doing. But what happened was within 40 days of receiving that law, the Israelites have already broken that law. And what they did was they started worshipping an idol. They created an idol in, in verse 30, uh, chapter 32, a golden calf, and they started worshipping the calf, the golden calf. And God is angry. What kind of people these are? God is really, really angry. And you know what he does? He tells Moses something very, very interesting. Let's look at, you know, keep your Bibles open. Because that's what will teach us. Chapter 32 of Exodus and verse 9. And God says to Moses, I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. 
and leave me now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that i may destroy them then i will make you into a great nation so i will wipe these people out and i'll start a new nation from moses if you are moses what would you say wow that's great in any case these are trouble makers finally god has also realized <clears throat> but moses pleads before the lord please before the lord and he intercedes and says no lord don't do this and so on and that's how we reach chapter 33 <coughs> god moses has mediated with god and persuaded god not to wipe them out and god is here in chapter 33 finally god agrees but you know what god says god says okay now i will not completely eliminate them but what i am going to do in chapter 33 and verse 3 god says go up to the land flowing with milk and honey but i will not go with you you know okay i will not destroy them they can go but i will not go with them why because you are a stiff necked people and my i might destroy you on the way my anger may burn again and these people might be destroyed on the way so let them go you guys go but i am not coming with you that is the context in which this passage comes to us and that is why we are going to look at some of the things from this passage there are three petitions as it is printed on the notice sheet and we are going to go through them the first petition of moses the first petition of moses in verse 12 moses said to the lord you have been telling me lead these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me moses is saying you know you are saying you lead these people lead these people but you are not telling me who is going to go with me how can i lead in chapter 3 you said my presence will go no i'll be with you but now you have we are withdrawing your presence and you are saying you lead these people so i want to know who will go with me i can't go all alone i can't go like this now why moses was reluctant to go there are three reasons why moses was very reluctant to go the first reason is that he is going to face the canaanites as he goes into canaan he is going to face the canaanites and they are going to resist their strong people already in exodus chapter 17 he has faced amalekites and with god's help moses keeps his hand up and that's how they defeat the amalekites 
and Moses knows that he is up against a very very strong enemy as he gets into Canaan the first thing the second reason is that the people that he is leading are unfaithful people for a drop of a hat they would just run away from God and start worshipping idols you know so one is that I am going to take a major challenge on the other hand the people for whom I am going to take this challenge they themselves are not faithful to me or not to God and you know the third most difficult one is that his companion his partner his confidant has turned out to be a failure you know who is that? Aaron. Now Moses was up in the mountain with the Lord, receiving the law and this Aaron, people have arm twisted him and he has made this idol. Golden calf. So Moses is completely alone. He doesn't know what's going on. On the other hand, God says, I am not going, coming with you, you go. Imagine the situation of Moses. He has, a, he has tough opponents outside. He has unfaithful people inside. And his best friend, his companion, has become a failure. Have you ever faced such a situation in life? Are you facing a situation like this right now? You see, the world outside is tough. You see, your own people are not really supporting you the way they should. And probably your closest friend is also not there for you. I'm sure you would have faced such a situation in life or maybe you are facing such a situation at this time. So this is what Moses, in this context, Moses is asking God in, in verse 12. And you know what? What God answers? Let's look at how God responds to this situation. In verse 13, And Moses, before God answers, Moses asks two things. In this kind of a context, Moses asks two things. One is that if you are pleased with me, verse 13, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. This is the first thing that Moses asks. You know, when you are pushed to a corner, when you don't know what the world is offering you, when you have nowhere to turn to, Moses is saying, teach me your way, so that I may know you. You know, this is the first thing we should do in such a situation. Turn to God and try to know Him. Know Him more. Think of Him. Think of his attributes. 
think of his goodness think of his think of his grace try to know him more that is what moses is asking for he is saying teach me your ways when the world has turned around turned its face around towards you against you what you do you turn to god and say teach me your ways god i want to know you more i want to know you more in, de- in depth more intimately i want to know you try that out if you are in a situation like this nobody can help but god can turn to him go close to him ask him to lord teach me your ways the second thing that the moses moses is asking is remember that this nation is your people you know what a person moses is when all this has happened still he is pleading before god saying that remember this people it's very difficult very tough but the second thing that i would ask you is that pray for those people who are today against you ask god to be gracious to them this is the two things that moses is asking moses is seeking to know god even more intimately than he knows he desires to know god's character as it is reflected in the way he does things to know god's ways is to know god and to better understand him and also he says consider this people god you know very interestingly when israelites started worshiping the golden calf what did god tell in in chapter uh, chapter 32 and verse 7 he says then the lord said to moses go down because your people from my people they have become your people god is there no more my people they are your people so god has said your people have corrupted themselves moses wants to reverse this moses wants to reverse this and says they are your people please remember them in in this verse 13 he says remember that nation is not my people they are your people he is reminding god he is interceding is pleading for this people and <clears throat> and there is a lot of encouragement in the way god is responding what god says my presence will go with you and i will give you rest god also responds with two he says my presence will go with you if today you are struggling with life with situations your petition would be that lord i want to know you more and lord be gracious on people with whom i am struggling 
But how God responds is that God says, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will go with you. That's the first thing. And the second thing he says, I will give you rest. What does it mean? I will give you rest. Probably for Moses, he would only find rest after he reaches the destination. After he reaches the destination which is Canaan. Then only he can rest. What God is saying that I will be with you till the end. I will see you through till the end. Till you reach Canaan and take rest, I will be there with you. You know, brothers and sisters, important to remember that God is with you and He is with you till the end. So if we are facing situations in life of our uncertainties of our future, we don't have supportive environment, our best friends have failed, what do we do? We tell God, Lord, I want to know you more. Teach me your ways. Help me to know you more. Draw me closer to you. And the second thing is, be gracious on people around you. You don't have to hit back. Be gracious to those people. Pray for them. And God says, His presence will go with you. His presence will go with you. And He will give you rest. It means you will overcome the troubles and God will undertake for you and God is going to see you through. What a great encouragement. And then we move on to the second petition. And in the second petition, Moses is pushing God further. <clears throat> because in the first petition, it is about Moses. In the second petition, it is about people. That people that Moses was going to lead in verse 15 till verse 17. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, God says, I'll send you. I'll be with you. Moses is saying with us. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And even that, God is pleased to grant that request. So Moses argues the necessity of God's presence with Israel. He reasons that one thing which distinguishes God's people from others is His presence in the midst. That is the distinguishing factor. And Moses twice links himself with his people. Me and Israelites. Because Israel's destiny hangs in balance. God's presence is necessary. 
and God accepts it. And God says, you have found favor in my sight and I have known you by name. I am pleased with you and I know you by name. So because of Moses, the Israelites would find favor in the eyes of God. Amazing, isn't it? Here is a man who has been pushed to a corner. These people have failed him. The future looks tough. The man who was his deputy, who was a confidant, has also given up. And then still Moses is saying that take care of these people. Thirdly, the third petition, Moses says in verse 18, now show me your glory. What is God's glory? You know, God's glory can be interpreted in many ways. There are many ways in which we can see God's glory. What aspect of God's glory God is going to reveal to Moses? Will God reveal what, what the attribute that God is going to reveal to Moses? Will God reveal his justice or maybe his holiness or maybe his wrath? Maybe his power. Maybe God will move a mountain or shake the earth with an earthquake. How will God display the glory to Moses? Do you want to know what are the attributes that God shows to Moses? Look at verse 19. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. Moses saw the manifestation of God's goodness. (coughs) The attribute, the glory that God showed to Moses was his goodness. His goodness. You know, many times in our life, as we go along the path of life, we miss the goodness of God. We take goodness of God for granted. How many times we have not recognized that God is good? Only on Sunday morning, as we come, sometimes we sing God is good. And all the people say all the time. And that's it. Do you recognize that God is really good? How much, how important it is for us to realize that God is good. God is good. And that is what is manifested before Moses. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I'll proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. The 
goodness of God is something that we should recognize in our life. You know, there was a man who was passing by an oak tree. And he saw a big oak tree. But when he saw the seeds, they were very small. And then he looked down and he saw a very little stem on which a big pumpkin. He said, God, you have got it all wrong. Huge tree, a small fruit, it's a very fragile stem and a big pumpkin. You know, I would have done it differently. And he felt tired, he slept there under the tree. And once it fell on his nose and it began to hurt. And he said, no, no, now I understand God. If pumpkin would have fell, fell on me, what would have happened? You know, many times we don't recognize the intelligence of God. Maybe this is a stupid example to quote, but it's God is an intelligent God. God is a good God. There are times in our lives when things are not going our way, we would like them to. And we cry out, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. It couldn't, it shouldn't be happening to me this way. At times like this, we must have a deep faith in the goodness of God. Think of the goodness of God. God is good. Believe it with all your heart that God knows best. And whatever God God does, God does it well. God does it well. That is the goodness of God. So, So God was manifesting His goodness before Moses. That's one. But there's another one. The second one was that Moses saw the manifestation of God's sovereignty. The second part of verse 19 says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So that shows the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. God displays to Moses His sovereignty over everything. God is sovereign. And when God made the world and all that is in the world, He made it in the shape and size that He wanted. And God saw and it was all good. God has the right to do things in this world. God is sovereign. And that is what God is saying. That I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. God is a sovereign God. But the beauty of it is, before Moses, God is displaying two attributes. His sovereignty, tempered by His goodness. Because if we miss His goodness... His sovereignty is scary. You know, like some of the world leaders in the history, when they have all the power, 
they can misuse. So, God is sovereign, but also He is good. And that's very important for us. Because if He is sovereign and if He is just, then we don't stand a chance. Because He is good, we stand a chance. His sovereignty gets defined by His goodness. His sovereignty is defined by His goodness. His sovereignty tastes much better when seasoned with His goodness. And that is what God is displaying to Moses. His sovereignty and His goodness. But then God says that you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. And so what God God does is that God gives a very gracious concealment of His glory. You know, He puts Moses in the cleft of the rock and puts His hand and God's glory passes by. And then through that hand, only Moses can see the back. Only Moses can see the back. So God gives a very gracious concealment of His glory to Moses. You cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. And this is something to assure Moses that he is with you. He is with him. So when God's glory passes by, and seeing his back is enough for Moses, enough well for Moses to start again. You know, that is the awesomeness of God in our life. When we feel low, when we pursue his glory, even a small bit of his glory is enough to carry us through. That's enough will to take us through. The question is, are you feeling tired this morning? Are you feeling discouraged with the pressures of this world? If you're facing challenges of future, unsupportive environment, failed friendships, ask God to know Him more. Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Teach me your ways and find favor with Him. And He said that I will be with you. The Lord says, my presence will go with you. And His presence is today with us. Because when Jesus was born, the virgin will be with the child and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. Not only he was there with Moses, he came down, he became Emmanuel, the God with us. He is with us. He is with us in all our struggles, in all our challenges. Know him more. 
pursue him more and he will give you rest he will carry you through through into kenan secondly pray for people around you pray for people who may be difficult for you pray for people with whom you find challenges pray for them and don't only look at you thirdly concentrate on the glory of god the attributes of his goodness and his sovereignty season together his sovereignty gets defined by his goodness enjoy and experience the attribute of his glory which is sovereignty with grace with goodness and then you will see his sovereignty seasoned with his goodness tastes so better and that's why the psalmist said oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who trusts in him trust in him depend on him follow him and you will see that he will lead you through to canaan and he will give you rest pursue him try to know him shall we look to god in prayer heavenly father in your awesome presence in your sovereignty and your goodness o oh lord we find hope we find rest we find safety we find security o oh lord we may not know what we are going through but lord we know that you know and that is enough lord you are emmanuel god with us help us lord to taste and to see that you are good and we want to be blessed as we put our trust in you in jesus name we pray amen